DJ and PK on this Friday, an hour to go. Oh, and then, my gosh, I am going to just run rampant and wild on the community. Are you going to play golf today? Uh, not today. No, okay. it's cold. Well, I don't. It seems like it's going to be fairly sunny. And No, 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 no. I got to have it be minimum in the 50s. No. Rumor that I might venture south over the weekend. We'll see how that plays out. Maybe play where it's a little warmer. I'd prefer it to be 60. Goshen? Uh, I'll do that at 10 o'clock. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> Just set it on a tee for him. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> What's the matter, Yuck? Like he's answering the phone. The FCC's on the phone. No, that's, no, that's not. It. No, it just that was DJ level teed up and PK just cracking the bag. All I said is I do it at ten o'clock. I'm breaking no rules. So I got this philosophy too. Like I, I, teach, my, I teach the kids in church. Um, what, you know, what at, age group? At a certain point, I don't do okay. that now. Um, that would require me to go to the building. But um, no, I did, and, and I as part of my uh, curriculum every year with the primary kids, it was I got to teach these kids how to have a sense of humor, how to be funny. So we, I instituted what I believe is called the humor cycle. Okay, and, and it's where you throw something out, like I did in the show Goshen, right? And you throw that out early, and then you look for an opportunity to bring it back. And so that was kind of my logic, but I also thought, There's, this could be fun. Let's see what he does with this. <laughs> and he hit it right down the middle, about 315 with a little fade to the right to sit in, up on top of a hill for his second shot. Nice. Now, now you got me jonesing for golf. <laughs> we got to play. You beat me the last time we played. So I, I owe you two rounds, and we're going to have a head-to-head. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to that. I, I enjoy... Uh Opportunity to get out with friends anytime I can. Yeah. Yes, he called me a friend. My game isn't nearly as good as it used to be, though. I've I've pretty much to the point of doubling my handicap now. It happens with age, buddy. Uh, it's it's frustrating. So I got it down to about a about a six a few years back. So about uh, that bet we have pending, can we? <laughs> but now it's uh now it's doubled. Isn't Yaki? He's a really good golfer, isn't he? He has the potential to be. He, he's not in a stage of his life where he can devote as much time with young kids, but he can hit the ball a mile. And if he were to play three, four times a week, which he just can't, he could. He could be something. Yeah, he could be. He could be five and under. I bet. Yak, do you do your kids watch sports with you? They're getting into it. Yes, my yeah. daughter will walk over and ask if the Jazz or whatever games like who's playing. So who's winning, Dad? That's that, that's literally what she asks. Yeah. <laughs> Because I will tell you this, if you're not following Yach, he does a great job of live-tweeting stuff. I get a chuckle out of it, but it's very, he's watching everything now. Yeah, He doesn't be, miss much. I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be, but I know he's very active on it, him and DJ. And DJ with those controversial takes, my gosh, he puts himself out there with Twitter. I mean, just strong opinion, dividing the audience. And Salt Lake is the capital of Utah. Hello! <laughs> The Utah Jazz may or may Discuss. not win this one. <laughs> Discuss, debate amongst yourselves. I mean, he's Hello. hardcore on that, and we look forward to 
getting him back and get uh, his. Uh, we'll go through some of the stuff that Tom Homo said yesterday in great detail. And how easy is it since you were there for BYU? to expand the recruiting beyond the traditional. Because I've had coaches say, you know, it's just, potentially, if like offensive linemen, I remember one offensive line coach telling me, we don't need to recruit non-LDS kids at offensive line. We just don't, man, because there's enough of them, enough of big boys, and we can make them bigger when they get here. They can move their feet a little bit, and, you know, we teach them the techniques, and then we're good to go. Not to say that, you know, no one's perfect and the honor code's tough to live by sometimes. And so kids are going to make mistakes, but you're just playing the odds. And so then you don't have to have any issues that become embarrassing or, you know, you lose guys. So for there, they can always go in that direction. It seems like in tight ends, too, they've been able to do that. It seems like the LDS population just rolls out tight ends for whatever reason. Uh, and I've had the women's coaches telling me, yeah, we should always be good in volleyball and soccer and even softball because there's enough Latter-day Saint gals who are really good at those sports. I guess you would say the same for quarterbacks because they've had quite a legacy there, too. Uh, Their history, yeah. To an extent, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we're talking Zach Wilson. Well, their most recent run, they've had a— Right. I mean, this has been— Although I, I wouldn't— I wouldn't necessarily classify Zach Wilson. I don't think he wants to classify himself as a big church-going dude. Um, well, not that he is, but he's he's part of the predominant faith. I'll say. Uh, he, I mean, uh, by yeah, legal association, I guess. yes. Well, but, no. but he knows That's the all game. I'm saying. He knows the game. Yeah, yeah. Family legacy is associated right. with the right. yeah. predominant faith. I, I, mean, I mean, mom has a potty that. mouth on on uh, on uh, Instagram. Oh, how is Lisa today? I gotta go check. <laughs> I haven't checked in a while. But she'll update you on a daily basis. Give me a minute. I'll I find, find her out. highly entertaining. This may f- you guys may find this interesting, but I don't follow her. Um, I don't have any interest. Oh, you uh, need to follow her. No. I mean, she's, she's funny. And she's true to who she is because I had a lot of people who went to that treehouse where she works way before Zach ever got famous telling me about her and how she's bubbly and just uh, wants to help women and be a good role model and all. So I view her as harmless. I also view her as funny. But, you know, she swears a little bit on there. And that's the BYU, I just can't put up the with BYU, that. BYU way, you're not supposed to do that. So how's it going to be? Because they're going to need to get, obviously, non-LDS kids to compete at the highest level. And, and how's it going to be as far as getting those kids in and maintaining them? Because you guys did it in basketball. Is it a challenge? It's a big-time challenge. Uh, but I think if you have the support of the administration and – we talked about the kind of the lax hair and grooming standards as of late. I think that I think there's a method to that madness. I think they understand what they're up against in the time in, that we live in. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a, a major overhaul even to the honor code, to be honest with you. To make a it major all, overhaul? Yeah. I don't know anything, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's, that they regulate it more just let's like... Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah, baby, I'm loving you. Really? Yeah, that'd be my guess. A major overhaul. Yeah. And do they announce it? Because they they basically went about this grooming standard and didn't say, well, we're going to allow this or this. 
They just did it. No, I think it'll be something because I think it'll have to be clarified. You know, there's going to be a distinction, but I don't know anything. I'm just saying I got that it. would make it easier it, as this has. I mean, when we were there toward the end of our run, I had, you know, a couple of people tell me, don't go recruit 50 year guys. We can't get them in graduate school here. I meant to ask Tom that yesterday, but we ran out of time. There was a there was a player, a receiver that they wanted, had graduated. Mom wanted him, a non-LDS kid, uh, wanted to go to BYU. Everything was set. He couldn't get in. He went somewhere else and had a great last season. I mean, we, I have four or five of those, right, that we, we just could not. There was contact made. We had conversations. We could not take him because there was no place to put him in graduate school. And I, so I think that that's been – Address too because they're obviously getting fifth year guys in now often. So I, I, my my point is, if the administration supports it, if you can get buy in from that, which I think there certainly looks to be, and then you've got two guys out front in Kalani. I mean, Pope said this week, you know that BYU should be a place of second chances. I mean, it, it's how you frame the narrative, and I think that they're they're doing a good job of trying to figure out a way to get more people access to BYU. Yeah, but how's that going to play? I mean, for those who are way into sports, that's going to play well. But I put out yesterday, uh, tweeted out that Tom mentioned, because I asked him the question about the leniency, and he said, yeah, it's more lenient. It's more reflective. The various cultures around the world come into the Latter-day Saint Church, and so we've got to accommodate that and all that stuff. So I put out there that I tweeted out, that Tom Homo says grooming standards for BYU students, for all BYU students, more lenient now. And Zachary Thornton comes at me and says, disgusting. If you're lenient, just get, if you're lenient, and he spelled you are wrong, if you're lenient, just get rid of it. The coming tide of worldliness. The coming tide of worldliness. That's disgusting to him. So how's that going to play with the hardcore? Just win. Yeah, but there's a lot of folks who, let's win, but you better win the BYU way. You already told me that you'd get emails with guys if they had facial hair. We did. And I, I so I, what I'm saying is there's obviously been, because if they're getting those emails now, they're either going to the spam folder or they're saying, hey, we're fine. We've changed some, you know. And, and so there's support there, obviously. Right, but is there going to still be a bunch of people upset by it? Well, there'll be a, you know, of course there will be. And that, does that, do that, do they hold uh, influence? They ha- they, I would say they hold more influence if there are constant issues or the teams aren't winning. So if the teams are winning, fine. Because I think there's enough positive support. As long as they're winning. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is just win, and I mean, then just we'll go look, overlook whatever. Just go look back. Look at the Gary Croton era. He didn't win. Yeah, he did. He won early. He won one year. Right. Because he were, had Dolman and Staley. Right. And they were, once those guys left, <laughs> so he had two Lavelle Edwards guys. So when you start losing, you lose the faction of people who A, love sports, and B, love BYU. 
Yeah, but I thought BYU was different, and they're going to win in a different manner. They're going to do things differently. I've only heard that five million times. Now you're saying, well, just win, and we'll overlook whatever. It doesn't really matter as long as you're winning. That's not any different than any other place. And I thought they were different. Come on, get your way out of that one. They, they, I, I, they're, they are different. They are different, and you have to understand the culture to be successful. What I'm saying is, I, I mean, in the three years I've been gone, things have changed a little bit, and I think they've changed progressively for the better. That's my view. Okay. And I think that's the changes are more congruent with being able to be successful. I agree with you, but then I got this dude here saying the coming tide of worldliness is disgusting. Well, yeah, but you're going to have that faction. But how loud is that faction? That faction is loud, and I think it's allowed to get louder when the teams aren't doing very well. So when you would get these emails, would you have to do anything about them? Yeah, we'd dis- you know, something we'd discuss as a staff. Would you have to tell Johnny, yes. we need, you need to shave? Yeah. We used to pull guys out of layup lines to go shave. Layup lines before games? Yeah. <laughs> The direct, the ops guy's job, part of his job was to make sure that they looked, that we were honor code compliant when we were blind. Which is so bizarre to me because you could have two sleeves of tats, but if you have a little scruff, that's not good. It doesn't make any sense. This is the way I'd put it. Have you ever lived in Russia? I've never been to Europe. Okay. I've never lived in Russia either. But so I couldn't tell you realistically what happens there. I can tell you, I've lived, I was on campus for 12 years. I know how things work. Sure. Um, and and what I'm saying is, yes, I think the, my 12 years there and the last couple of years, there's, there's a change. Something changed. And I think, you know, with BYU going to the Big 12, I think that's just going to be easier to figure out a way because they got to they got to figure out a way to get guys in there to be successful. Period. No doubt. You just and said I've got how no problem with everything you're saying. Side yeah, and the basketball side. I agree with you 100. percent I'm so, just wondering how the blue hairs are going to handle it. Well, they'll adapt. By that mean they'll just die, and the new new folks won't care as much. I just wonder how much blowback if you're getting it as an assistant coach. What must Tom Homo be dealing with on a daily basis? It must drive him nuts. Oh, yeah. If a guy cussed on TV? Oh, gosh. <laughs> my, my worst fear was getting caught with the curse, you know, on the side. Cause I, care? I mean, I had a couple in 12 years, maybe 7,000. Oh, yeah, like whatever. That. Who cares? It's a competitive environment. You know what I mean? You're, you guys, you're, you're, the, the funny thing is that, you know, you're supposed to do it, and, and Tom talked about the BYU way yesterday, and he made a a funny uh, comparison. He said, you know, we we say we got to do things the BYU way, but then I'll hear coaches will come in. Well, that's not the way Notre Dame does it. And so they'll use it while we do things the BYU way when it's to their advantage, but yet over here, so you could... And I get where the coaches are coming from because coaches are paid to win games. You guys are paid to win games. You can hold all the firesides in the world you want, but if you're two and eighteen in the West Coast Conference, you're gone. You paid to win games, so it's it's always a, an interesting uh, situation for the coaches because they've got to be in. You got to represent the church well, but then you got this cutthroat nature of having to win ball games. 
And that's tough. And it's going to get tougher. It's going to be crazy, man. I, I, I am so excited for this program to go, particularly basketball and football, to go, especially for those, to go into this conference and to see what they're going to do. To have this, It's a phenomenal opportunity presented to them, but it's also something that is going to be very difficult. Kyle Whittingham's mastered it. Good for him. But the basketball program's in shambles. And that sucks. A program that you and I know well. We were used to 15,000 on a Thursday night. Not 1,500. Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, El Paso coming into town, New Mexico coming into town, Vegas coming into town. We lived it. It was the place to be back when the Jazz were really good. That's right. <laughs> They'd fill both spots. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just wonder how it's going to be. I'm so excited to see it. What, what I'll add, and, and this is, again, from my, my experience there, I know all three of the main players, and BYU is so fortunate to have Tom Homo. I agree. Who, who has done, seriously, he has just absolutely done a marvelous job because it was really difficult to do what BYU did, and they took a major risk, and it paid off. So I think Tom kept that thing afloat. It was turbulent, and, and he and his staff deserve a ton of credit. But then I will say that Kalani and Mark are both at the age, you know, they're, they're guys who are well-respected. Um, they, they have a real people personality. For sure. And they have the ability to really kind of dream outside the box. You know, I think Kalani talks to his team about winning a national championship. I know Mark does. Um, and I think that those things are, you know, to your point, you got to have the guys to go do that. But I think that they found ways. You know, Kalani again brings a couple of fifth-year guys in that are going to be phenomenal. Um, and so, it, I think they've got the. I guess my point is they've got the right guys in place. Tom Homo, I think Kalani, I mean, and Mark is just a solid, solid. One group. of the things I love that Kalani's doing is getting these LDS guys on the rebound. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. You know, they go to school, whatever, fill in the blank. Oregon, UCLA. And then they, yeah, Washington, and then they want to come back. So they had their experience. Uh, for whatever reason, they've all got their individual reasons. And that's, that's a whole other thing we didn't even get into. But the ability to transfer without penalty, and a kid like goes to somewhere because it's a big school and they realize, ah, oh, it's not. You couldn't do that in the past. You had to sit out a year. You know, you had to juggle all that. Now they can do it. So that's a whole other piece of this is a real advantage to BYU and the NIL. BYU's got an unbelievably good NIL situation. That's true. Tom spoke about that, how there's a lot of stuff that the media doesn't even know about that the kids are getting, and that's great. And I think that they can use that. See, I have a sense of anticipation about this impending move. I wish it was now rather than having to wait. But nevertheless, what's what we're going to have to do. I think they have a lot of advantages. And Tom spoke about that yesterday where he said, you know, most schools have something that can set them apart from the peer competition, basically the conference members. Um, the, the Utes in football certainly have it. I think they can get it back in basketball. But, you know, we're a, we're a big enough city, but outside of the jazz we don't that you know that's our big high level pro team and so they basically we don't have an NFL team and you look at places where programs you know when I was going to school I wasn't and ASU was nationally ranked all the time now it's rare 
uh, and they're not near the program that they used to be. Well, the Cardinals are there, and the Cardinals have taken over. We don't have that. We obsess about these guys all the time. Britton Covey is a huge star in this community. If he played at ASU, he wouldn't be a huge star. He'd be good and be recognized because, you know, he's got phenomenal people skills and he's an undersized kid returning kickoffs in the Rose Bowl. So that's going to excite you. But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is the star. Kyler Murray is the star. Here we have that. And BYU, they've got things that they can really take advantage of. The fan base is absolutely incredible. I told a story the last week. I went down to Palm Springs and I went over to see the golf tournament. Was The tour was there. And uh, so I, I was only there for f- like three or four hours. And I walk in. First two people I see literally when I walk in at the La Quinta Country Club is two guys in BYU gear. So I take a picture of it and I send it to a BYU administrator and I say, you guys really are everywhere. You know, it's a joke. And you know, we went back and forth. We had, we had a little fun with it. But it's true. Oh, man, we played, we played on the Isle of Crete on one of our foreign tours. The Isle of Crete, and there were like 50... Is Yeah. There were like 50, 60 fans on a random summer day in Crete. BYU fans? Yeah. You know, and obviously missionaries brought people, but I'm just telling you, that's the part of this thing, too. People have no idea. BYU, like Cougar Nation is a real thing. It, like they it, it have... Really everywhere they go, they will have a huge following. And BYU people or Utah people want to say, well, it's because of the church. Okay. Who cares? But they're committed and they're there. Yeah, who cares? Right. Whatever the reasons are, who cares? So what? <laughs> That's, the game is to get butts in seats in, yeah. your, in your color. That's actually a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can recall being at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And there were thousands of BYU fans. You could see them. You could hear them. Especially, you know, in a football stadium in the day. It, and the other team's colors are gold and silver or something, whatever, black, whatever they were. And that blue really stands. It was kind of hard to see in the Rose Bowl because you had both being right. red. Although I saw in the pregame, I was there hours before. I had to do a TV hit with KSL at 10 o'clock, and the game didn't start till uh, 1. So I was there plenty of time, pl- way early. And you could see when you're walking around, whether it's Utah or Ohio State, because you could read their shirts. On TV, maybe you couldn't. But yeah, it's real. And they've gotten opportunities. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this opportunity to see how they do. And really looking forward to it. Get you caught up on what you may have missed. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Beautiful morning. I could see across our gorgeous valley this morning when I got up. The sun was shining. The snow was providing a beautiful white and golden sheen over our uh, beautiful state. Did you get some snow? I did. I got a little bit. I also take any excuse to start my snowblower before 7 a.m. just to be that kind of neighbor. I couldn't help this morning but look around at the uh, dark lights <laughs> in all my neighbor's yeah. windows and think like, good morning. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 90. 97- 75-1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. Pipes off the inbound play. Three is good, and we got a one-point game. Straight-up defense for Santa Clara. Barcelo working his way to that elbow area. No good. Traore with the rebound. Putback is good. The freshman puts BYU up by three with 15 seconds to go. 
One and one free throws for Spencer Johnson with no timeouts. One point game, and he knew he missed it. He followed his own miss and committed a lane violation. He knew, and he left too early. So here we go. 6.5 on the clock. Williams with the catch. Williams is going to go into the lane. The floater is good! 0.7 seconds. BYU heaves it up. The celebration is on as the shot doesn't go. And at the buzzer, Santa Clara beats BYU 77-76. Wow. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air, home of the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditions. Call Lee's now for their $59 furnace tune-up special, or you can visit them online at leesheatac.com. Leesheatac.com. Yeah, oh my gosh. Can you sing that jingle? Lee's Heating and Air. (laughs) Yes, I can sing it. I hate singing on the radio, but since you asked. Lee's Heating and Air. Yeah. Under a minute to go. The Cougs up by four, have the ball, and they friggin' lose the game. That was awful. It was horrible. I'm stunned that they lost that game. But I feel like the basketball gods forced them to lose that game. Once they started tripping all over themselves, literally and figuratively, the basketball gods were going to make them lose. It's like if you start, if you're a pitcher and you start walking, guys, Something's going to happen. There's going to be a ground ball go through legs. I'm not talking about a basis-clearing double down the line or something. I'm talking something freakish is going to happen to make you pay for putting guys on base. Baseball gods will not allow that. Once they muff the long pass, throw deep, and way overthrow everybody, and they have a freshman doing it, you talk about being young. Do I really want a freshman in that situation on the road? I think it was... uh, Triore, right? It's Foose, yeah. Yeah, throwing deep. No, he missed the guy by 10 yards. He looked like Ryan Tannehill. Except for, in that case, somebody from Santa Clara would have caught it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you were Ryan Tannehill. He, <laughs> Which he actually, three... BYU would have preferred that because it would have taken time off the clock. <laughs> That's true. You <laughs> dribble back. Yeah. Uh, so, once they, and I said to myself, oh, they're going to hit a three now to make it one. And sure enough, boom, inbound pass and what'd you say, pipes from right in front of the Santa Clara bench. Nothing but net. He's on the all-name team. P.J. Pipes, a, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great name. Yeah. And he makes that. Then they, they, they struggle to get it inbounds. I mean, uh, <laughs> Barcelo's got to make a leaping half 90-degree save just to get it inbounds. And then Johnson goes to the line, bricks it just like he did against UVU. That's in Johnson's head now. Because you tell the story, you told it off the air. You saw him in a high school game make like 16 free throws. He did. He beat Lone Peak. And they kept sending him to the line, and he kept making them. I think he made 16 free throws. He's an American American fork. Oh, well, now it's in his head. He missed critical ones in UVU when they lost that one, and then this one. He's Letter Carrier Jr. It's in his head. I don't know how else to say it. Male? Yeah. Isn't it? Was it in Male's head? Obviously. That's why he talked to himself. I mean, clearly it was. I mean, an unbelievable superstar for 20 years. But do you want Letter Carrier at the line with the game on the line? Let's call Let's speak truth. Do you want him on the line? Not, not when you're down three games to one. 
No. When the series is in the balance. Bulls were never going to lose that series three games to one. They were going to lose three games in a row. No. So I realized he had a big game five. What do you freaking do? It's like hitting a three-run homer when you're up by seven in the eighth inning. It's nice, and it counts on your stats. But Big Poppy got in because he's hitting home runs with the game tied or down by one. Right? That's what you want. You want money, guys. And now it's in this young man's head. Can they come back? They'll be fine. I mean, Pacific lost last night to Portland. Oh, thank goodness. And only scored 56 points doing it. Thank goodness for the West Coast Conference, man. (laughs) Stockton's an interesting place, though, because the arena itself, the the lights were burnt out uh, when we played there in part of the gym. They didn't bother replacing them, and nobody noticed. There was, uh, on the way in, we'd always take the stairwell, and there was a towel, this nasty old towel that was... Catching a drip. <laughs> and Hold the, on, what? Yeah. The same towel was there my entire time. <laughs> so when Pacific came to the league, to the time I left, five, six years, that towel was in the arena. Oh did it do its job, though? That towel, that very towel. <laughs> did, it, what it, uh, did it hold the water or whatever it was well, supposed yeah, to do? I mean, it did. <laughs> it was discolored, as you can imagine, and kind of... Uh, Ratchety, but it was that was more noticeable than Wyoming's. You're at 7,200 feet. How are you breathing or whatever? The best that in there is they paint the they paint the the locker room kind of a pastel in there. Try to you know make you feel like you're soft. Yeah, Wyoming or yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, you got to go up that little tunnel. And <laughs> and one of the best. I told you this, but one of the best things I ever saw. You come through in the double A, and you come through the end of the court. So there's, you know, where the basket sits, and there's a big like garage entry there that you come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was above that is is the bleachers, and there was a guy with a fishing pole, and he lowered down. When Majerus had walked through, he'd lower a Snickers down. <laughs> and every, I mean, same guy, and every year he'd lower that Snickers down, and he'd say, "Jump, fat boy." <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the nude guy in the barrel, was it? <laughs> and then Majerus would walk by, and then he'd come up to me and say, hey, you know, at halftime, could you give me that Snickers? Could you jump up and get that? No, he didn't say that. Uh, he liked Nutrageous. That was his bar. Oh. Was was Pacific the one where Hawes told him to shut the F up? No, nah, it's Portland. That was Portland. It's in the Giles uh, Center up there in Portland. Uh, even fewer people? There were Even a lot of fewer. BYU people, though. Like, BYU people had come. That was all. Yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't yelling at BYU people to shut the F oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. He was talking to... He was yelling at the Portland student, student section, section, which I use student section loosely. <laughs> That's like Bob, Cindy, Gary, <laughs> Dave, and Ezekiel. So did he get in trouble for yelling, shut the F up? No. Because he, you know, he meant fetch. Shut the F up! Or how about uh, Emery in Vegas? Hey, we beat your ass. Sit down. <laughs> Did he get in trouble for that? Who was coaching those guys? Where Way he? to go, coach. And that was in Vegas, and they were Gonzaga fans, which, you know, I went to that tournament. I've been there many times. That thing, what's it, if it seats 9,000, 8,800 are Gonzaga fans, and they were harassing him before the game, and what did Nick say? Did you know he said that? I heard about it, of course. <laughs> Social media. You, and, and I listen to you guys. Did he get in trouble? 
we handled it. <laughs> You're going to plead the fifth. Maybe a just, little just like. plead the fifth. I think our deal was extra conditioning. <laughs> just, just run to the free throw line once. Now, I don't think there should have been any extra anything. I think it should have just been totally ignored. I think Coach Rose one time, Lee, Lee Kamard said a bad word that happened to coincide with one of the portal's letters. So he said it, and he's like, if you're going to say that, run up and touch the portal. The portal F. <laughs> How about in Vegas when uh, Mrs. Kamard started getting a brawl? Did you guys was, get into that? No, we heard all about it. <laughs> Shoes came off. I mean, the whole thing. It was... <laughs> Those were fun times. Those were very, very fun times. Magic happens. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I just hope going forward that you don't let down anybody doesn't let down 16 million Mormons. I listen to PK all the time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Where'd you plug that one out of? We had that one from, I think, when he was at the golf course with you guys a couple of years back. Oh, Okay. Okay. I listen to you guys. All it's like, oh, okay. I'm gonna get that. Who's he listen to? I listen PK all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You cut DJ out. (laughs) Nice edit. (laughs) You know who got that quote and let down nine million Mormons? Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) Burge. Yeah, but who got the quote? Not who said. Oh, you got that one too. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sitting like the with forest, a legend. You're like the Forrest Gump of Utah media. <laughs> Anything that ever happened, you were there. Yeah. I worked on that baby for like a year and a half. Because I know he was a big recruit. And I thought, if Roger doesn't get this guy, this is a sinking ship. So I started calling him his sophomore year in high school. And I'd call him on Monday nights at halftime of the NFL game. And he'd talk to me, was just cordial. And then his dad, Ken, would get on and tell me how great he was going to be and blah, 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 blah. And I always felt that Ken, depending on who you were talking to, if you were talking to Duke Media, oh, yeah, Duke's the greatest. If you were talking to Salt Lake Media, oh, BYU's the greatest. Yeah. And I, can, and I had to convince the Tribune management to send me down there. Because I had worked, and I wasn't even covering BYU at the time. I was covering Utah, but I knew it was a big deal. And we didn't really have anybody who covered recruiting at the time. And I didn't really cover it that much. Uh, but I knew Burgess was all that. And uh, so I worked on that literally from his sophomore year up until November of his senior year. For like two years, I established a relationship. And I had to twist their arm to send me. I kept saying, listen, man, I'll fly down the night before. I'll come back. This is a big story. You got to trust me. And I went over the head of the sports editor because he didn't think so. I went over the head and I, t- and I got uh, a guy who just lived for journalism. And I, and I came in foaming at the mouth and I left and he was foaming at the mouth. And uh, so I fly down there and I check into my hotel and I got about five messages because there was a radio guy up here, or a TV guy, who had said while I was flying that um, Burgess was going to BYU. And people were asking me, all radio stations were asking me for comment. And I said, well, we'll find out tonight. But I ain't saying that, because I knew, my instincts told me they were just playing whoever, whichever representative of the media was from. And uh, so I go there, and I wait until they give... Uh, the Orange County Register and the LA Times, and I waited till they were done. And so I had Chris one-on-one, and I said, Chris, 
How'd it go today? Man, and he unloaded. And I went back and I went into the uh, hallway of the gym and I called the Tribune. I said, yeah, you know that story? I think it's a bigger story than I, than I thought. And uh, ended up quoted in Sports Illustrated and whatnot. And uh, there so you go. So Collie Hall, Burgess, the hits just keep on coming from this PK. Ten years of, of, of Majerus. I mean, when you're... When you do things right on and off the field, <laughs> you're blessed. Magic happens. <laughs> that magic happens. And I loved Austin Collie. He's a baller. The more Austin Collies you can have, the better. He's a, I love ballers. Kamard was a baller. Austin Collie was a baller. Max Hall was a baller. Utah's had plenty of ballers on their teams, for sure. Uh, yeah, but when, when Austin said that, that was in the era of cell phones. And Scotty was doing our post-game show. And as Austin's talking, I take out the phone. I said, Austin credited God. I'll have the sound for you in about five minutes. <laughs> Magic uh, happens. <laughs> Robert and I. <laughs> hey, do you want to go to the jazz game a week from tonight on us? And you should get to see the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Friday night for free. You can't you can't beat that. Well, right now we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Jazz Brooklyn Nets game February 4th. That's a week from tonight. Call at 12. What's the phone number, Yak? 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-9663. All right, Call at 12 can win a pair of tickets. Now, if tickets are available, man, you have an opportunity to still get some great seats. They are still available. All you got to do is go to utahjazz.com. Utahjazz.com. Get your butts in town here in the arena. They need your support. It'll be a lot of fun on a Friday night. You'll have a great time. All right, we're going to have some feedback. I got a text that I just can't believe, or tweet, I should say, and I got to share it with you guys next. It's just not true. Stay with us. 97.5-1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day is like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. You can save 40 to 70% off name brand appliances. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every day. Visit thriveappliance.com, thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. All right, I got, I got some bunch of uh, tweets at us. Rip. I used to think the tension between PK and Locke was radio shtick, but after this morning, I'm convinced they really dislike each other. Well, that's been one of the more known commodities. Well, I hate Locke. Here. I mean, why would you think why otherwise? Why would you think you'd like him? Yeah. That guy. Forget the fact that I've, I play golf with him and uh, I counsel with him. Anytime I have career advice, I go to him to get his counsel because I respect his opinion immensely. I mean, those are facts. But other than that, you hate yeah. it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, a great David Locke story. I was driving home the other night. It was late. Um, and he knew I'd done the double shift that day as well. Uh, he was driving up. He often calls, but he called from Summit on his way up the, uh, uh, up the Summit, and he's like, just checking on you, making sure you're making it home. And I was like, that's David Locke right Locke's now. a stud, he, and he's loyal. Yeah, I don't know where this guy's coming from. 
Uh, he may not like my discussion. My he didn't want to talk about the Mitchell thing. I wasn't specifically talking about the Mitchell thing and like the, the scout. The old leave, uh, go to New York if they have a first round exit. I mean, Mitchell can stay, Mitchell can go, but this is about the long-term viability of the franchise and what Ryan Smith can do as an owner to keep this thing not only afloat, but being in contention. And I am so sick and tired of people taking pot shots at this franchise, at this community, that it really, really bugs me. Because it's unfair, man. You've got good people trying to do the right thing at all times, and you got these outside people, oh, yeah, this fill-in-the-blank player, he's gone. It just bugs me. Whether it's Mitchell or 10 years from now, somebody else who's in the fifth grade right now. It's not about Donovan Mitchell, whether he stays or he goes. It's about the premise of, any, and Locke's right, anytime you get somebody good, oh, he's gone. I'm sick of it. Just It really, really bugs me. Steven, still have a chance to snag Jackson Dart now that he doesn't have to cut his hair? <laughs> they hasn't made an announcement, so I guess there's still a chance. I mean, I was told... Over the weekend, that it's Old Miss, and the family was saying it. And I hope I don't want him to go to Old Miss. What good does that do for my show? Hotty toddy, Old Miss. I just soon have him here. Hotty toddy. Yeah. I don't see it as a big deal. Your long hair doesn't portray what your heart feels. I, I completely agree. Yeah, but see, I get nervous though, because if people start judging me by what's in, his, in my heart, then they're going to think even less of me. I think the Grinch has more of a, a warm spot in their heart than you do. Yeah. So I just assume to judge you. I'd rather they judge me by the length of my hair. Than your heart. Yeah, because yeah, if they look at my heart. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Precisely. Dundee. <laughs> Adam says, because I tweeted out, Tom almost says the grooming standards of BYU yeah, or more lenient now. He says, I've been curious because on the one hand, I was turned away at the testing center for having a bit of a scruff for literally not shaving one day back in 2018. But today, players like Seneca Knight are allowed to play on ESPN BYU TV with a beard. And I'm, he- and I'm here for it. I love it. <sighs> Bring the world to us. Oh, yeah. Well, be careful on that, brother. The world is our campus. Therefore, the campus is our world. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Let's take it on a case-by-case basis. Maybe they can uh, make uh, ramif- modifications as we go. We'll see how it plays out. Tim, thanks for joining me twice this week. Appreciate it. I know it's tough for you, but I definitely appreciate you coming in. And I know you'll be back, what, at 5 o'clock today? Yep, 5 o'clock, and I look forward to our rounds of golf soon. Oh, yeah, the weather in, uh, what, another six weeks or so? Maybe we can start to see some better weather. And then we go for another four, five, six, seven months where we'll be good. Yeah, life can be good. See the good coming from PK. You know that's got to be real. All right, 10 o'clock now. So we got Ben and Jake joining us next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.